congratulations. You found it. The most inappropriate book club you never knew you were missing. Starring the original book divas, Martha Steele, Vonnie Golden, and special guest, these people are passionate about books, maybe a little too passionate. Plotting world domination, one book at a time, they are three book girls. So what's up, guys? How's everybody doing with social distancing? Vonnie. I keep putting my arm in the wet spot. <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> It's all fun and games till you have to put your arm in the wet spot constantly. Damn it. I feel like we need an Instagram picture. Why do I get the wet spot? Of all of us sitting here. Do it. (laughs) Only if you can get all of us. I think I can. Let's see. All right. Now, if it starts to sound echoey, that means you need to move yourself closer to your microphone. Get your face. Make love. Get your your face right up. Your lips should be touching it. That's not social distancing. It it's is. okay. It's your microphone. It Ooh, is. I don't know where my microphone has been. In a suitcase. It has been in a bag. I did not. I actually mm-hmm. washed my hands before I touched anything. I didn't touch the tip. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes I like it when you touch the tip. I knew you'd say that. What a difference two weeks makes. Uh, yeah, I feel like we were all lightheartedly we talking about Corona last well, time we, we were together. We were. We took two. We actually took one week off. The last time we recorded this podcast, there was one case in Oklahoma. Yep. Today there are fifty-four. I haven't watched today. I was building book. I heard fifty-three, but F- it could 53? be fifty-three. It could be fifty-four. I now. my memory's crap, but. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, it says Oklahoma coronavirus cases rise slightly to 53. Mm. So we were at 40 something last night when we were zooming. Yeah, 44. So really, that's not terrible. I mean, some places in 12 hours have increased hundreds and we've only gone up 10. So in relation to other places, we're not There are 149 tests awaiting. So it'll probably go up. Yeah, but I think I saw too that like 370 something tested negative, negative yeah. which I think is good too. Well, good. the other thing that I've noticed is that Oklahoma City took took measures faster. They did. Yeah. They're doing what LA was doing a couple of days ago. Right. Like where they were shutting down their bars and stuff like that. We've already done that. For once, they listened to the scientists. It's shocking what happens when Oh that. my God. When I think Italy, like, kind of blowing up like it did, really lit the fire under people because mm-hmm. they went, oh, shit, like, they closed the entire country. Yep. Well, when when 500 people die every day. Yes. You know, that's kind of an eye-opener. How are you going to deal with that influx of death? I mean, just that alone, logistically. Well, you saw the pictures from space of the... Uh, pits they were digging in iraq oh i have not seen that to bury people that doesn't surprise because they're never going to release their death toll no they're not never in a million years and we haven't seen any of that from china either which you know not an official i don't don't think we have any idea how many people this thing has killed no and i think even early on they that people probably died from complications from it that they didn't know what it was yeah that I've seen people posting like, oh, in January, I was like super sick and was tested for all the things and they all came back negative. Hmm, I think I maybe had Corona. No one knew about it then. The testing is a real problem. Yes. It's a very big problem. Yeah. But you know, you talk about the being sick thing. 
like a long time ago. I'm talking when my son was still in diapers. I got really, really sick and they could never figure out what was wrong with me. They tested me for everything. They tested me for for strep. They tested me for mono. They tested me for, but I ran a fever of 104 Yikes. for three days. And it started with pink eye. I started with pink eye and I got it at the beginning of the week. And by the end of the week, I was running a temperature of 104. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Well, in the, 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 the main category of coronavirus is not new. I know no, people probably have heard that a lot. Like H1N1 and SARS. So there's lots of branches and strains off of corona that we've probably come in contact. Like could have been a strain that you came in contact with right. back then that mm-hmm. wasn't a pandemic and didn't really get anybody's attention, but fell in that category of coronavirus. It's been on the back of the Clorox wipes forever. Right. Mm-hmm. So... Speaking of wipes, does anybody need any? No, I think I'm okay right now. I just washed my hands not too long ago. Unless you want to give me something to take home. No. Maybe for a million dollars. People were making fun of me three weeks ago. They were, yeah. I mean, I have we stocked up a couple extra at my house. But I feel like I saw well, it on Well, it's on the one. back of the Lysol. Oh, it's on the back of the Lysol. Okay. Those headphones are cracking me up. <laughs> they cover your whole freaking head, man. My awesome. She's got these... <laughs> I think the, you guys have similar headphones, but hers are white. Yeah, so yeah. they're really bright. You put white on your ass, it's big. <laughs> so now you look like you got these big old Princess Leia. That's, that's literally why I liked them, because they reminded me of Leia. <laughs> they were on sale on Amazon. I couldn't resist. Amazon's making bank. Yeah, but now they're not delivering if it's not medical. You know, people said that, but that's not accurate. Really? No, because I made an order after I saw that article they they didn't keep me from ordering anything did it come like it came just like it always comes wham bam thank you ma'am well we do have a warehouse here in (laughs) it comes it comes really quick ha ha that's what she said (laughs) if i have some type of makeup that works well for me i'm not switching oh no for sure and unless i absolutely have to go through that debacle i'm not doing it yeah understandable i think it depends on what it is some days i'm like so i ran out of this bronzer that i use you know because i am fish belly white so (laughs) is that a technical color from sephora it is yep it's (laughs) kind of the greenish tinge that comes with being a (laughs) wahini so i use a bronzer on certain areas of my face to like keep myself from looking like a vampire there are worse looks. Yeah, well, I suppose you guys would like that, you Twilight-loving bitches. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I have to tell you oh real God, quick. God, I shouldn't have said it. <laughs> there is somebody that at my new job that we were talking about vacations, and she said something about going to Washington. And I said, I went to Seattle not too long ago. And she said, really? She said, I really want to go to Forks. <gasps> are we and best like, friends with her mm, now? Me too. <laughs> <laughs> we need to be best friends with her. <laughs> She's a reader. We are officially already Ooh. friends with her. Bonnie's eyes are like huge. Yes. Post-corona, we can all go to Forks. <laughs> help support local Forks businesses. That- there you go. I mean, Washington was hard hit. We want to help out. Yeah, I mean, someone needs to go to Forks and make sure it's okay. Mm -hmm. Check on Jacob and Edward. Right, exactly. Fork and idiots. (laughs) You don't know what that coronavirus is going to do to the werewolves. Hmm. I feel like the Cullens are probably fine. Probably. 
Maybe. Can we be in isolation with the Cullens? You know how safe we'd be? It depends. Oh, but would we be so food? So long as they're still feeding. <laughs> well, let's say, wait, wait. As long as we don't turn into food. Bring some livestock with you. That's all I'm saying. Yes. Friends, not food. Friends, not food. <laughs> I mean, I'd be in isolation with Edward. I'd be fine with it. Monster fuckers. Yeah. <laughs> he has a soul, okay? He doesn't think so. It's okay, he can't go to the Volturi because they're in Italy, so we can do whatever we fucking want. Italy's on lockdown. (laughs) Whatever. He won't get in trouble for a while. Yeah, the Volturi are tied up. You know what's the worst thing about this uh, coronavirus timing? Mm -hmm. It's allergy season. Yep. And people give you the stink eye when you have a runny nose. It's like, dude, everything is blooming. Uh, The mold is expanding because it's been raining. Yeah. Now you watch. A week from now, I'll be in bed. No, I'm going With 100%. Corona? Yeah. <laughs> We've been very careful while we've been here. Yes. Everyone is spaced out six feet. We are in my son's old bedroom, which, you know, we could be building up immunity just by being in this room. <laughs> it's true. Because a teenage boy was in here. Mm. Former soccer cleat stench. <laughs> teenage funk. <laughs> teenage funk. <laughs> well, and- Uptown funk you up. <laughs> Uptown funk you up. Well, there's nobody at my office. They kicked everybody out. It was exactly a week ago. They locked us down so fast. We were all absolutely shocked. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, they closed down OU campus, completely closed it down because mm-hmm. there's two positive. Um, well, when did they, how long ago did they do that? Was that recent? I or? think it was. Yeah, it like, was just recent. Just recent, like yeah. a couple earlier But what today. I'm saying is. Well, they went to online classes. So, mm-hmm. I mean, classes have been canceled already, but. Now you can't even go on to campus because mm-hmm. they have, like, people have to leave the dorms. They can't. The hospital's been locked down since about a week ago. They have, like, armed police at the doors checking people in. and I'm just surprised at how quickly Cumulus did this. I mean, because they did it nationwide and they did it a week ago. Not even yeah. the tech guys who take the equipment out to remotes were allowed in the building. That's crazy. That is crazy. So the jocks... The air talent and one immediate boss and the engineer and the production guy are the only people in the building. It, it is like ghost town. Well, you know, they social distance and distanced Tyler from the rest of the morning show. Did he they has, really? He has to stay in pod three and do the, uh, the, brought the um, producing from in there. So uh, now, because I listen to the show, even though I'm not really into sports, it's my yeah. son's show, so yeah. I have to listen what to it. What do they have to talk about on a sports show right oh, now? Oh, believe oh, me, they, they find talk about everything. About. <laughs> They're pretty funny. They'll tell Tyler, if you agree with us, just run by the door, scream, spring break. So then you'll hear him pretty soon, spring break. <laughs> it's pretty freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's not too bad in here. Mm-mm. No, it's all right. It's this, you know, some people turn their spare room when their kids leave into a craft room or a or an extra bedroom this has become as of today the podcast the podcast studio i may make some adjustments i think the get your balls wet beer pong um what would you even call that mat about let's say it's like a towel mat it's a mat for for the glasses and the beer pong stuff um i think i'm gonna take that down why you, you should get a stencil and just like do three book girls across the top of it. That'd be awesome. Okay, Megan. Maybe we want to get our balls wet. 
I don't think my cricket cutter has a stencil big enough for that. <laughs> You've got a cricket cutter? I do. Oh my god. I have Wait, a whole craft room. Bonnie, we hit the fucking jackpot with this one. <laughs> I don't even know what a cricket cutter is. M- you remember when Jessica did all that stuff for us on the cups? Oh yeah. Mine doesn't do laminate though. Oh. But my friends in Texas do and they'll send us stuff. Mary and Monica, hook it up. I was just looking at the the updates in the book tribe uh-huh. from last night, and oh, somebody God, else so read Unpregnant today. Really? So just finished Unpregnant. Thanks for the recommendation. It was super fun. So Jesus, that was quick. That was quick. So what we did last night, we started a new sort of social experiment. Last week when I did it, it was more of I wanted to check in with people, you know, on Facebook to see how everybody was dealing with all this. Cause I know we have a lot of international listeners. I don't know if we have anybody in Italy or not. I don't know, but I was worried about it. And you know, when you get worried, it's nice to be able to connect with people cause it makes you feel better. Oh, 100%. so it was a selfish thing on my part. So I went on, I think I did it on the regular three book girls, Facebook page the first time. And basically, I just got on there at like seven o'clock on a Friday night and said, okay, you know, let's everybody check in. Let's have some beverages, virtual beverages. And we had a great time talking back and forth. And I thought, you know, let's do that again. That was really fun. So then Megan comes up with this idea of doing this video chat. Yes. Um, so we ended up video chatting for two hours last night with all, with some book girls that we had never met before, which was Mm -hmm. so awesome. Yeah. I stole it from my little cousin because she and all of her friends are obviously isolated and stuff and they were doing happy hour through a, a Skype like app. It was, I think it was zoom. And so I was like, Martha, let's Zoom everybody. We can get like 50 people in this and thing. And I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? I don't know what that is. It's super fun. Yeah. So we, we gave it a shot last night. We, I think we worked out some of the bugs. Yes. So I think we're going to try to do a happy hour again. Listen, if we're going to do a happy hour, I got to clean my house first, though. No, it's only like you your don't shoulder see very, width. You don't, like, you don't see very much of, I mean, you basically can sit in your little area and they're only going to see what's directly behind you. One of the girls was like, oh, I can't come on because I don't want to put a bra on. I'm like, dude, we can't see your boobs. All we can see is your face. You can wear whatever you want. I didn't have a bra on all day yesterday from like three o'clock on. So it was fine. <laughs> it just sounds so good to hear the voices and see the faces of some of the people that are our tribe. That's cool. And talking about books, there were a lot of people. I was just tired last night. Oh, I, I don't blame you. It's you your know, first we week. spend all week training in on the worst week in history. Mm-hmm. You start a new job. I, I can't know. imagine how hard that must have been. I mean, there's no social distancing when you're trying to train because you can't see what anyone's doing if you're six feet away from them. Yeah. So That's about to be my problem. You just kind of, you know, snuggle up close and hope that they're not sick. Damn. <laughs> I'm about to be in that boat on Monday. We have two new people starting, and I'm like, Megan works in a hospital. Yeah, it's yeah. a problem. I'm kind of curious how, you know, my mom starts chemo treatments next week. I don't, have they said anything about how they're going to do that? Are you going to have to not go in with her? Or? I have no clue. Wow. Well, see, I'm supposed to go in with her at least to go to chemo class before the chemo treatments. 
but um, I don't know if I'm going to be doing that. Mm. They might not let me in the hospital. Then my mom's going to have something else to bitch about. <laughs> at least, at least <laughs> to for, the as long, far as long o- list, right? Listen, as far I, as OU's concerned, everyone can have one visitor. You mm. need to. You know what was really surprising about that conversation last night is how many people want to read end of the world books right now. I mean, mm-hmm. that is the talk. Everybody wants to read stuff that's going to freak them out even more. I don't get that. I think it's not so much a freak them out. I think it's because then they feel like they have some kind of grasp on what's happening. Like if you can read, a, even if it's a fiction book, it still kind of feels it's relevant right relevant. now oh, yeah. because it's relevant. Yeah. If you want, what we can do is I can take some of everybody's recommendation for their favorite end of the world and I can put it on our website. That's a great mm. idea. I actually put a couple up there last week when we canceled our, our event. Uh-huh. I put um, oh, cool Girl with All the Gifts and... I think I put the stand on there I think, too. Oh, and I think somebody <laughs> else talked about all, The Girl with All the Gifts it was last me. night. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 I, have, I have read such a huge percentage of those books mm-hmm. <laughs> because that's my thing you know i've only read a very small percentage because it is so not my thing yeah i i remember when this thing all started i put a post on facebook that said if anybody needs any advice in this difficult time right now i have all of the virtual experience f- afforded to me by all of the books i've read about this very situation so if you ha- if you need advice just ask me the fireman the fireman the by fireman. Joe Hill is another yep. one. Um, the one that I would probably recommend more than any other book right now is Station Eleven. I, I need to read that. Read and that. the reason why is of all of the books that I've read, and I have read a lot about pandemics, about zombie apocalypse, about any kind of world ending type thing. That's the one that is the most positive. There's, it's horrific. Don't get me wrong. Especially in the first part when people are first going through it. Kind of like where we are right now. But it's the only one that really gives you hope. Because of the way people behave in it. Hmm. Mostly you see people behaving really badly in those things. You don't see a lot of good stuff coming out of it. So especially if you have anxiety about this whole thing and you still kind of want to read something, pick Station Eleven. I mean, you're still going to have major trigger warnings about different things because it's not pleasant, especially the first part. But it's more... The main part of the book is really about this traveling troupe of musicians who band together and go around to the different settlements for entertainment, which is really cool because you don't think about that kind of thing when you're trying to just survive or whatever, but that's who they are. They're musicians and that's the service that they can provide. I might have to move that up on my TBR because one of my book challenges this year is read a book about musicians. It's got musicians in it covered but uh, some of the people who first get stranded get stranded in an airport and one of the other things that i like one of the other little details i guess you could say about it is there's a guy in there who takes objects that no longer have relevance to the new world 
and makes his own museum so that kids when they grow up will know what those things are oh very cool like cell phones and you know, i mean if you look around at all the stuff that we have which means absolutely nothing without electricity true so that museum that's in that airport i just found that i don't know why i just thought that was really cool i might have to read that next there used to be a series on Netflix. I don't know if it's still on, but it was like Life After Humans or yeah, yeah. something like that. Yes. And it was like we lost electricity and it was the decline of the human race after because there was no electricity or yes. anything like that. Yeah. Cool. I watched a few episodes. It was interesting. I didn't watch that one. Not interesting enough for me to watch the whole thing, though. Yeah. Yeah. I texted one of my really good friends the other day and I said, our beloved... Uh, YA dystopian books have come back to bite us. Yep. And she wrote back and said, I didn't choose this District 13 life. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, and that brings up another um, sort of dystopian... Um, what the hell's the name of that whole series? The Hunger Games? The Hunger Games series. I was just... I was picturing the M- Mockingjay. Yep. <clears throat> I didn't answer just in case I was wrong because I was like, Martha, I thought it was Hunger Games, but yeah. Martha would know that. <laughs> uh, I just have a brain The part. prequel to that comes out in May. Hmm. So if you want to support, support local bookstores in this time, you could pre-order it through your local bookstore. I did that. Uh, I called up Full Circle yesterday and ordered a book because it's a debut author and I really liked it. And I want a first edition of it. And because of everything that's happening, it's really made me rethink a lot of things. And the folks at Full Circle, they're still going to work and they're doing a lot of mailing stuff out. They're doing hunk and holler. Yeah, hunk and holler, which I love because you just pull up outside and, you know, basically tell them what time you're going to come, call them up and they'll come out and give you your book. That's pretty cool. Yeah. I just like their tagline. I was like, hunk and holler is the best thing I've heard all week. They have some pretty cool taglines there. Yes. They're very... And, and the guy who owns the bookstore put out a letter about it, mm-hmm. which I thought was great. And some of the big bookstores, like Powell's, they're done. I think I posted... I posted yeah. one letter that... Um, they basically they just shut everything down. I mean, if you think they're about... They're in, they're in Seattle, though, aren't yeah. they? Where it was like... Yeah. Epi- I don't think they're, epi- they, they're not going to survive it. And it's horrible... To see all of the businesses that are just collapsing because of this. Yes. Well, and some of the ones, like local, a lot of people have been buying gift cards to put money into their yeah. their pockets at the yep. moment to use later when everything settles down. Yeah, so. if you have money, you still have a job. That's a great idea. Yes, yeah. The word of the day, this is from my sister-in-law who lives in Seattle. The word of the day is COVIDiot. It's a noun. It is a stupid person who stubbornly ignores social distancing protocol, thus helping to further spread COVID-19. Used in a sentence, are you seriously going to visit grandma? Dude, don't be such a COVIDiot. Cool. Or a stupid person who hoards groceries, needlessly spreading COVID-19 fears and depriving others of vital supplies. Well, it's the hoarding of the groceries that's the most idiotic it really is you just you can't find anything anymore like tomorrow i'm gonna have to go out and try to find just the basics that i buy 
every week. week at Walmart. Right, because there because the there meat. isn't any. No, this time this it's was, toilet paper. Yeah. Everyone's which why, I, it's such a head mean? shaker. Well, 150 I think I, rolls of toilet paper. I think I figured out psychologically why they're doing it. Because it's that thing that they consider such a modern convenience that they don't know how, what they would do without it. No, yeah, that's possible. Like, well, I understand that, but why do you need a six months supply for a 14-day quarantine? You don't. You don't. Exactly. But they're panicking. Because they're like, what if it's longer? And the thing about it is, is when you walk into a grocery store and you see empty shelves, I did the same thing. I got this... <gasps> Yeah. You know, you start to go, oh my God, I need to buy it because everybody else bought it. I guess I just don't have that same thing because when I see empty I shelves, I'm like, mm, well, I still have four rolls at home. I should be all right for a while. Well, <laughs> not only that, the, the thing that I did to myself when I felt that feeling is the warehouses have food in them. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. There's plenty there. Yeah. They just need to transport it to the stores. It'll yes. be fine. Mm hmm. It just might take a little longer, but it'll, it'll, Stuff will come back. We're not going to starve. We're not going to have to wipe our asses with our old socks. I did see yet. a really <laughs> yeah. I did see a really funny cartoon that was like a pile of laundry like socks going into the dryer and they're like stick together or you'll become toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> they're like don't lose your mate. <laughs> it's very important. I was thinking tampons would be the thing that people would want to fuck. They're out worth. of those too. Oh, did they I, finally get some? I meant to buy some the other day and I forgot. I went to the store the other, and this, that's the main reason mm -hmm. why I went to Walmart was the other to get day some tampons. Is because you can't do Walmart pickup right now. They are out at least seven days on their pickup. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Time slots, so they won't even let you put in a time slot. And I'm like, well, shit. You're going to have to go I'm in. I'm going to have to go get toilet or tampons because, you know, that's well, you know, a necessity. That's when you have to kind of look at the alternatives like Dollar Tree and Dollar General and CVS. Walgreens and CVS. But listen, here's the problem with tampons. And I know it's been a long time since you've had yeah, to worry about I any of this. I don't have parts. Year, the year 2000 is when I got mine out. But when you find a tampon that you like, yes. then it is a huge pain in the not ass to move to a different brand that you don't like and yep. then you're you know how you're talking about you know how you were wiggling the other day because you know parts were not right because mm -hmm. you had the uti yep. well you do the same thing when you use the wrong tampon i know i remember that time i do yeah. and the only reason that i thought about that was i my mind was going through all of the things Especially when people were talking about using socks. I was like, man, what would we use if, ooh, we'd have to go back to like washing rags and whatnot. That's, I mean, people do it with cloth diapers. But that's the, seriously the, disgusting though. All the, the, no, I read an hipsters. article one time that it was <clears throat> how it's, it's better for your body like to free th or to free, free flow, free flow, like do don't wear anything, not, not even the cup. People were just like, just make sure that you wear like, you know, dark pants and maybe a couple of pairs of cotton underwear. And it's like, what? yeah, that's not going to be stopping me. It's going to be running down my freaking leg. Yeah, that I is just, like, seriously. It's going to look like an autopsy following me around. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, she's bleeding. Call 911. No, it's just my period. People are going to be <laughs> handing me masks. I think you need this. I mean, I guess if you think about it, though, like when was 
<laughs> like femme high products like invented like i know i i, I mean that's basically what they did for you well they of did years. and they had red petticoats so they right. wore red petticoats and when you had the big long dress yeah I guess it wasn't until you walked that they noticed that there was a trail behind you. Oh my God, I, I don't like know. being a snail or something. <laughs> oh, my God. oh, we got to change this subject. Jesus, let's talk about some We just lost all of our male listeners <laughs> in Whatever. five minutes. Sorry, guys. <laughs> uh, you can switch. cut part of that out if uh, you want to. I'll that probably, was I'll probably, pretty disgusting. Listen, actually, it was good. There's know. sometimes I have no filter. Okay, so. That I ordered review it then but i kind do of, it just do it the reason i don't do it do maybe it. want to do that is because i read kind of a mainstream read which i think would be easier for people to get mm, that's fair nothing is easy to get right now very review true. what you want very true you never know they might find it over next to the empty toilet paper <laughs> racks <laughs> oh look there's a book still on the shelf but i don't know what that what the hell is that can i use this for toilet paper I've actually heard that one too. I've heard Don't that. Don't you dare. <laughs> you can I've, use Reader's Digest condensed books for that, but that's it. I have a few books that I probably could use for toilet paper that oh, just were yeah, not good. That's right. Like, we do uh, have a few that fall into that category. I didn't like this book, so. I, I still don't know if I could do it, though. 50 shares of Don't hate. Don't hate. I had to back away. I got really animated. About- Don't hate on my Fifty Shades. Okay. Well, it's not so much that is. That's not where you want a paper cut. No. Oh, that would not be good. No. I you feel like you'd s- have to sit there. Like, remember when you were in school and you would, like, see how soft you could make the paper? Mm-hmm. Like, you'd ball it up and then, like, yeah. rub it on the... Like, I feel like that would have to be the situation to use book. What did you read this week? Well, it was nothing about a virus, let me tell you, because, like I said... I'm getting a little sick of hearing about viruses. So I read a historical fiction. Woohoo! Yay! It's called Next Year in Havana. And I think I got this off of Reese Witherspoon's book club list, to mm. tell you the truth, because I was kind of looking for ideas. It's Next Year in Havana by Chanel Cleeton. And this is basically about a young lady, probably about... 20-ish and her grandma dies and her dying wish was for her ashes to be spread back in Cuba where she's originally from and you start to find out more about the grandmother's life as the daughter you know goes to Cuba Cuba still has regulations but they are letting visitors in because for a long time Cuba wouldn't let anybody in so you kind of find out that the grandma was exiled from Cuba during the Cuban Revolution in 1959. And she was involved with a revolutionist who was not her grandpa. Mm. So she's kind of finding out all this stuff about her grandma, and she's wondering if her grandma sent her to Cuba so that she could find all of this out, because they still have friends and everything in Cuba and that's of course where she went and she starts to she finds a box that they had buried in the backyard because I guess when a lot of the people started being exiled from the country they were burying their belongings in the backyard and hiding them in walls so whenever they came back to their house they would have their stuff because of course once you're exiled then the government comes in and you know takes all of your stuff and yada yada 
you know. So they were being really optimistic that they were coming back. Right. Okay. At first. Yeah. But of course they did not. Mm. And uh, of course she meets somebody over there who is a friend and kind of knows her family story. So it is a little romancy. Nothing wrong with a little romance. A little romance is bloom. Got a little blush to your cheeks just now. Mm-hmm. A little, little bit of brown chicken, brown chicken, brown cow. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it was pretty interesting. You learn a little bit about the Cuban Revolution and what the revolutionists who were going against the dictator at the time and everything else. So a little bit of history, a little bit of romance. It was pretty good. I enjoyed it. Of course, I can't tell you what happened. No, no spoilers. But it was interesting. She finds out a whole lot about her grandmother's life. Kind of reminds me a little bit of that, uh, the Shurgle sisters one that I read where the Indian girls go on a pilgrimage to India. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Very similar. Just, I mean, just in concept alone. Right. It's really the go, only thing it has in common, but yeah. Whenever you go back to like your ancestral ancestors home. ground or home country you're going to find out more about your family mm-hmm. because you're going to you know find out about other relatives and and everything else but yeah it was pretty good i enjoyed it and it was well written i would have to say i don't know very much about the cuban revolution so i had to look a little bit of it up but yeah nice and Cuba fascinates me just because it is so kind of closed off to at least to Americans. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, other countries. Well, just, well, just in, the, in the fact that all of their cars. Oh, it's so awesome. Well, America were, were kind are of. Are still. I can kind of looking at some of the history between America and Cuba. I can kind of understand. Yeah. A little bit of a, it was Cuba being a little bit of a drama queen. But then <laughs> we kind of provoked it a little bit, too. So. <laughs> You know, True. two wrongs, two wrongs yep. don't make a right. And that again was called Next Year in Havana by Chanel Clayton. Very nice. Megan? Yes. So I read, uh, no shock here, a YA book. And it's the first book in a series. And it is Cinder by Marissa Meyer. And the easiest way to describe it is that it's a retelling of Cinderella. Only with I, a cyborg. Yes. I, I actually did start reading it. I should know better because YA always annoys me. Yes. So <laughs> Cinder, we find out, is it's futuristic and she is a cyborg. And she's also been much like Cinderella. She's really been orphaned twice because the evil stepmother character is actually like an adopted mother because her parents were killed when she was younger and she's a cyborg resulting in the accident that killed her parents. They were in some kind of, not a car because they don't really have cars, but something like that. Um, some is what catastrophic accident. Yes. Mm-hmm. And so her injuries are, and her cyborg skills and changes are from the accident that killed her parents. Mm. And the one thing that's different about Cinderella 
Corona. Shut up. <laughs> I coughed into my freaking shirt. Okay. Oh, the, 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 what is it? Four layers? Because if not, there's no protection. We're six feet apart. <laughs> we are. I'm joking. I turned my head. I'm coughed to the wall. <laughs> it's allergies. Don't be a co- don't be a co idiot. <laughs> co idiot. Don't be a co idiot. And I, I only went as soon as I just started thinking about re- talking more about this. There's actually a plague going on in cinder (laughs) (laughs) and um it's it's very kind of yeah now it's your turn (laughs) for the record i'm the one that works in the hospital and i'm not coughing so what is that (laughs) it's because there's so much dust in this goddamn room (laughs) don't turn the fan on if you can only see the ceiling fan right now it is the grossest thing i have ever seen i don't ever come in this room it's seriously gross. He d- grossly dusty in here. It's pretty dusty, but it's yes. okay. Um, so yeah, so Cinder is of course making all the money for the wicked stepmother and her family, and she, as she grows up, she has to get new body parts to reattach because as her body grows, she needs like a new foot and things like that. So she uh, is working as a mechanic, and she has a little robot friend who helps her and the the prince of their kingdom comes to her to fix his robot and his and his father is currently sick with um the plague i forget what they call it but it's basically kind of the plague and so he's like freaking out about this robot because it's kind of like the last connection to his father who we're assuming probably will not survive this plague. And so she, that's how she ends up meeting quote unquote, you know, the Prince Charming character is that she has been commissioned to fix his robot. Is the white horse a cyborg too? You know, the Prince on the white horse. (laughs) You know, I don't think he has a white horse. No, I don't think he, I think he just appears. Does he have a horse like uh, the, the dead horses on the Hobbit? That would be cool. On the hot on the Hobbit, yeah, or the, you know the the, the steeds of the night or what is the, the riders? Oh, yeah. I don't know. He just appears. I don't think he has a like fancy horse or anything. He just tends to, amateurs. I know he tends to just appear. So that's mm-hmm. how, of course, she's keeping all that from the wicked stepmother, and they're getting ready for his coronation ball because they're assuming his father won't survive the plague. And there's like four stages and you basically get a text alert when your family member goes into the new stage. It like pops up on your like high tech little like Google goggles and says like Google goggles. <laughs> That's the best way I could think oh, of to Google, describe them. Google glass. Glo- yeah. yeah, the Google glass that basically is like your family member so-and-so has entered stage four. Like, and you're going to be like, cool. Or like stage two. <laughs> and that's how they notify you if your family is dying of the plague, which you know they are because they're in the quarantine. Hmm. This is well-timed. I I was going to say, this is a super (laughs) bummer, Megan. Thanks. (laughs) I didn't think about it when I picked it. We tried to change the subject. I tried. (laughs) I forgot about that key part of the book. (laughs) Um, And so she's fixing his robot. They're trying. She doesn't want to go to the ball. And one of the things, and her stepmother won't let her. And one of the things that they're doing to try to solve this plague is they are voluntolding cyborgs that they have to go and become test subjects basically it's a little hunger games like you put your name your name gets put in the the 
the bucket and they kind of pull your name out and say like hey it's your turn is that like the bowl of keys at a party yes it's exactly yeah it's the bowl of keys and so so one and i'm trying not to give too much away but it happens pretty early so one of cinder's stepsisters or adopted sisters gets um gets the plague fairly early on and so her evil stepmother gets really mad and pretty much told her and gave her over to the authorities to use as a test subject. Cause she's like, it's your fault. Somehow she got the plague. Like it's your fault. I'm, I don't want you. Here you go. Government use my cyborg person that I don't want. Have a great day. And then that's when all the cool plot twists start happening and you start kind of figuring things out. But there's a side plot to Cinder's story. Um, which is that there's a colony of people called the Lunars who live on the moon. And the Lunar Queen is basically <sighs> plotting and trying to figure out how to come to Earth and start to take over Earth. Mm-hmm. So there's kind of a side story. And the people, like people, is she, the Lunar people can control your thoughts. So she manipulates the thoughts of her people so that they love her and think she's beautiful. Mm-hmm. But we don't really know what she looks like because you never see her face. Mm-hmm. And so that she's trying to steal the prince. She's trying to force the prince to marry her so she can then come down to earth and start trying to take over. Because just like the moon, she has a dark side. Yeah, she's got a dark side. <laughs> rolls, <What>? rolls eyes. <laughs> <laughs> so there, there's, there's the main plot of Cinder, the secondary, because I think the whole series is the Lunar Chronicles. So there's three or there's three more books after this one where I think we're going to see more of the Lunar Queen and her taking over and trying or trying to take over. And we got introduced towards the end of the book to, I believe, Rapunzel, just by how they described her. So the second book, I think, is more about Rapunzel. So I'm interested to see how she connects all the characters, all the different characters to each other and keeps the story flowing. So I'm kind of intrigued to see how that goes. But I really liked it. I had a lot. Some of my friends hated it. But a lot of my friends also were like, you've got to read this book. And so I kind of went into it not knowing what to expect. But I gave it a five out of five. Like, I loved every minute of it. That's cool. So it was super fun. But there's definitely, I think, a lot of plot points that kind of run parallel to each other. And at some point, they're all going to have to cross. Right. Mm. They're setting themselves up for the rest of the series. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, because the Lunar Queen definitely is becoming more problematic to the prince and the rest of the countries. Because this book's set in the equivalent of Asia. Hmm. And so it's, they're trying, like, the prince talks to all the other world leaders and they're like, don't let her come down here. And he's like, too late. She's here. <laughs> and they're like, crap. <laughs> uh, so it's kind of interesting to to see where the Lunar Queen's role goes and how they're going to connect all the other princess type character retellings into the rest of the story. But it was super fun. I really liked it. I will, I'm trying to get a couple books in my backlog before I go into the next part of the series. So. I will definitely be. That's the only the bad thing about doing a podcast like this is it totally changes the way you read. Yes. Because normally I would, if I get a series, I'm like a dog with a bone and I want to eat all of it. Yes. Mm-hmm. But since we started doing this podcast, I can't do that. 
right yeah i have to get like i need at least two or i need a few more backlog before i can go back and Mm -hmm. start doing the rest of the series because you can only review one yeah only the first one when you talk about cyborgs and cinderella it makes me think of um the cyborgs on star trek next generation the borg (laughs) they're taking over the enterprise and cinderella's on the enterprise i mean basically yeah maybe um this is kind of an older book you know why can i not think of that data not no data. picard the card picard <laughs> is the uh knight in the white horse the he knight just, uh, in the white horse. in the white horse. well yeah knight because, in shining armor this is what you meant oh, to say yeah. okay yeah. Knight in say i mean but the borg did steal and take over picard at one point that's true but he persevered and he became picard again that's true that's because yeah, picard it, is a god because he's awesome he is awesome yeah he is Mm-hmm. But yeah, it is kind of, yeah, the lunar, the lunar people could, because the lunar people are not the cyborgs. The cyborgs are more like Data. Mm-hmm. It's like, the, it's like the Borg and Data had a well, baby and this would be her. Well, at first I was thinking Data, but Data's not a cyborg in no. Next Generation. So then no. I went to the other cyborgs and, but they were evil and bad people. So mm-hmm. give us title and artist of your book. Yes, that I uh, read Cinder by marissa meyer i need to watch that again i think it's on netflix it'd be a good time for it of course you're still working it's on cbs all access all the star treks is it did they take it off netflix i think they might have i don't have cbs god damn it i I literally only got cbs for star trek i'm not gonna lie do they have big bang on there too they do feel like sharing a password <laughs> hey how you do it i might be able to do that i'll, I'll swap your passwords <laughs> i really did it because my mom and i both love star trek and the new picard show came out mm. oh he's got a show yeah and everyone thought it was going to be on amazon at first and then they on prime and then they bamboozled us and put it on cbs all access you've been bamboozled yeah so i was literally my mom's like when's that show and i was like we're gonna have to get cbs all access She's kind of a good Borg. Yeah, yeah, the Borg. The Borg. She she's seven of nine. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was her the character's name. All right, is it my turn? It is your turn. I think that I'm gonna switch gears instead of doing the one that I ordered, which I'll do it another time. The only reason I kind of want to do this one is that I've seen all. I think, I think it might be a book of the month book. That's not why I read it, of course, but. Um, I do tend to go in the library and go to the books that are coming out and get in line, even if I don't know if I'm going to like a book, and then I'll just return it right away if I don't like it. Well, I think a lot of the new releases are Book of the Month Club. Yeah. They do a lot of new releases, so. Yeah. So this is called The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell, and it starts out with this 25-year-old girl who gets a phone call from a lawyer and finds out that she has inherited this massive mansion in London. And actually, that's a fairly common storyline. Nice little trope. Yeah. I recognize this book cover. Yeah. It's it's fairly fairly common storyline from that standpoint i mean the actual plot of the book is a lot thicker of course and the reason that i'm going to review this book is because during i read it this week 
and anything that could distract me enough <laughs> during this week to totally forget about the world around me deserves <laughs> to be reviewed. Um, not necessarily my normal type of book, it, because it's so filled with family drama. And I usually am not a huge fan of the whole family drama thing. You find out that, well, she is, she's adopted. And she doesn't know a whole lot about her past. So you're able to find out some details sort of in a flashback type situation because you have other characters that are related to her as well kind of in the story telling the story remembering the story and the thing that I found so fascinating about it is it's kind of centered around the house so the family that lives there invites these people in as guests and there isn't really enough explanation about that for my taste as to why this extra family moves in with them. I mean, you kind of get the idea that they're kind of down on their luck a little bit. So is that like the flashback part? Like, yeah, it's her? Okay. yes, okay. this is a flashback part where this is a humongous house and the family that's living there is going through some rough times. The father has a stroke, and that's when these other people move in. Now, But anyway, this other family moves in with them. And the, the dad is this very charismatic, he just has one of those personalities. He's very gregarious, very charming. All the women just think he's the best. And slowly, he totally takes over their household and turns it into a cult. I mean, starts out slowly and then just sort of balloons into this. And there are two sets of kids in there. There's his kids and then the kids that are with the original family. And of course, because David, who's this dad character, he is sleeping with everybody sounds like a typical cult leader yeah so he makes the mom of the guy who had the stroke pregnant and the she, wife of the guy that had yeah, the stroke the wife of the guy that had okay. stroke the people who are the owners of the house and he slowly siphons off all of their i mean he sells off all their stuff he takes all their money. I mean, it just really is an extreme situation. And it's like they don't even really notice. Hmm. But one of, the, one of the kids thinks, you know, he's a, he's a teenager and he just hates this guy. So that's just one part of it. And it's very complex, the whole story. And you kind of are watching it go one way most of the time. But of course, it's all ends up to be something different in the end. And I think maybe that's why it pulled me in so completely is that I was watching all of the balls underneath the cups move around, wondering how this is all going to shake out in the end. And the kids 
her, her basically her siblings or whatever you want to call them. Um, you know that there's a tragedy that happens. You know that the parents are killed in the house and you know that two of the teenage kids fled. Okay. So you know that there's something bad like, that happened. Like shit that, went down at yes, some point. And she was the baby at the time, mm-hmm. the 25 year old. And so when they're telling their part of the story, they're always calling her the baby. Oh, okay. Right. And they know she's going to come back on her 25th birthday because they have read the will. So you know that they're going to all meet eventually, but you're not really quite sure what the hell is going to happen. So there's that. Really, um, like I said, it just really sucked me in. I think Lisa Jewell is a good writer. I, I really enjoyed the story. The ending was very weak. I didn't give it five stars because I didn't like the way it ended. But honestly, I mean, I was totally engaged with the book. It kept me from thinking about anything else. And I think that's kind of the point this week. Hell yeah, it is. It's a point all the time. Yeah, but I mean... A book should take you to other places. It does. It usually does. But for some reason, this one was particularly... I mean, there's a reason that it's a popular book. And uh, once again, that's called The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. And I did like it. That's good. Yeah. Good. One of my friends that's super extroverted had posted and they said, hey, introverts, make sure you put down your book and check on your extroverted friends. They're not okay. <laughs> I'm an extroverted introvert. Because if I'm home, sometimes I'll be like, I don't want to talk to anybody. Well, I haven't seen that's, that side yet. That's how <laughs> like, I am text, most text, of the text. time. Post, post, post. <laughs> you can ask Martha. Sometimes I won't even answer my text messages when I'm home. I'm like, I'm home. I don't want to talk to anybody. Yep. I'm just going to sit here with my dog. Well, and I think part of it's because I have so many friends in different countries that I'm like that when mm-hmm. they're if, if they're messaging me and I'm awake, I'm going to answer it because yep. it might be like we have yep. time. So I think some of that is because I'm like, oh, is that I'll be like, oh, who is it? And I'll be like, well, I can't ignore it because now I saw it, even though like, <laughs> <laughs> but especially if it's my international friends, I I think that's what where that yeah. like respond quickly mm-hmm. comes from because it's like, oh, we're all awake at the same time. Quick, talk to each other. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, the whole um so many people like our like our entire office has been home for a week and I've been going to work every day. So it's it's not things haven't changed as much for me as right. they have from other for other people. Half of my office went on spring break last week. So they went to like somebody went somewhere. They weren't like on the beach in Florida, but they were somewhere in Florida. And then like a couple other people other places and I was like, Are they coming back to work on Monday? <laughs> no idea i don't know i think one of them will probably try not to she'll be like they said to quarantine because like she just doesn't (laughs) want to come to work ever well they made we had some people from not directly in my office but in the company that went to florida on a conference Mm -hmm. they made all of them quarantine wow i mean if i knew all i had to do was go to florida for a couple days to go to get quarantined quarantined i might have done it what? I went on vacation and now you want to take me take another 14 days? Okay. I mean, as long as I don't have to use my oh, PTO time. darn. I'm not right with that. <laughs> I just don't want to use up my PTO because when this is all said and done, then I'm really going to be like, okay, I'm taking that two weeks that I did. I need a vacation. <laughs> like, yeah, I'm still looking ahead to June and hoping they don't cancel my reunion, my class reunion. God, I, I, I have stuff planned for June. They've already canceled. Actually, it's not my class reunion, but it's all school reunion. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to that, and I'm hoping they don't cancel that. I'm hoping that by the time 
we get to June, it'll be calmed down enough so at least I can go on my trip. That's what I have a trip planned for June too. So I'm I'm in that hope boat with everybody else. In the hope boat. <laughs> the hope boat. Yep. Paddling really hard up the Paddling stream. Like crazy, <laughs> trying to stay out of the way of all of the uh sharks in the water and the noxious cloud floating over the heads yeah. over our heads. I yeah. didn't realize how upset I was about an event getting canceled in May until that artist went live on Instagram and like played a few songs and I was like crying and i was like <laughs> why am i so emotional i was like because i'm not gonna get to do this thing like i'm not gonna get to go to tulsa and see everybody that i oh. normally see and everybody was like co- like singing the lyrics in the comments because there's like a call oh. and response section and i was like i'm not i'm not crying <laughs> like, i feel like do we have any like happy things to share to like we gotta have some- some- i know something hilarious hilariously funny what? what what we need we need to laugh bring us <clears throat> bring us up bonnie the other day i was driving home and I'm behind this, you know, like a Crown Victoria or something, a bigger like one of those car. big old boats, not like a huge boat, but a bigger car. Mm-hmm. And in the back seat is something that looks like either a head or a dog. And <laughs> remember, like in the 80s, when like the back of guys hairs were like feathered, even like they feathered the front and they feathered the back. So it looked like, oh, uh, that would be Sean Cassidy like the yes. wings so i'm sitting i'm driving going like okay 70s. i know i love that 70s that's either a really old haircut or a dog i'm not sure which <laughs> haircut and, or dog so i haircut had to get or dog. in the other lane to get closer to see if it was a dog or a person it was a dog it was a dog it was oh, a dog phew. but still i was kind of like is it a dog or a person because i know people who used to have that haircut <laughs> well get a little closer and see if it tries to sniff your crotch then you'll know. Well, it was in another car, so I don't think it's going to sniff my crotch in another car. It could. It depends how much it wants out of the car it's currently in. <laughs> it's not a giraffe. Its tongue is not that long. <laughs> Ooh. That sounds interesting. Have you, giraffes have superly long tongues. They really have do. Have you yeah, ever cause... been to one of those like yeah, where drive through safaris? Uh-uh. They I went the leaves. To, yeah. I went to a drive through safari one time, and you know, you can buy food to give the animals when you go I've through. I've seen that on videos all the time. I've never done it. And this giraffe seriously put his head like next to the window and his tongue went all the way in the back seat. And I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> Man, I was in the front seat at the time going, oh, I need to get away from this tongue. <laughs> and then Bonnie gets home and she's like, remember that tongue? Remember and I that? start searching the internet, giraffes as pets. <laughs> Come here, boy. Come here, boy. Um, and then you set a I have bowl some, of popcorn in your lap. I have some peanut butter for you. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, that's good. You can't even get it. <laughs> and on that note, that's going to do it for Three, Three Book Girls. Can't get enough of Three Book Girls? Join the conversation on Facebook and follow them on Twitter and Instagram. If you really love them, share the podcast with a friend. Three Book Girls, a Steel Trap production.